Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and yes, it is a Miami Monday, so going to tailor the show a little extra Miami to get you through the day. But really, the main focus today, the late, great Don Shula. And we will get into that throughout the next hour. Don Shula, I have to say this. I am not born and raised in Miami. I actually grew up in New Orleans. But everyone, everyone not only loved Don Shula, but everything he stood for. Even as a little kid, I can remember anytime they were on Monday Night Football or national TV, it was must-see TV. Dan Marino, one of my heroes because he was the greatest football player in the world, and he had the same name as me, but also Don Shula right there with him. I've been a lot of places in this world, lived a lot of places. One thing is consistent. Everyone always respected and loved Don Shula and what he stood for. I'll tell you this, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, I was actually going to St. Joseph Catholic Church in North Beach, and in came... Don Shula. I do not get starstruck very easily. I've been in radio and TV for 20 years. I've seen a lot of people, kept my cool in a lot of situations. When Don Shula walked in, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit starstruck right there. Mm, Don Shula, that is true Miami right there on a Miami Monday. Going to have some Miami music and all like other goodies. Plus, we're going to get into the Joe Rose Show. They're going to be talking with the used defensive coordinator, Blake Baker. Dan Lebitard remembers Don Shula and some weekend observations. Plus, Hawk and Crowder remembering the great Shula. Right now, though, let's do some headlines. Don Shula has passed away. Shula was 90 and coached the Dolphins for 26 years, finishing the winningest coach of all time with 347 victories. Blue chipper Elijah Arroyo has committed to Miami, the four-star Texas tight end, will join the team in 2021. The NFL has canceled all international games next season due to coronavirus, so the Dolphins will not play in London. Jimmy Butler says he's hella happy to be playing in Miami. The NBA season remains suspended indefinitely. ESPN reports that a majority of fans say they would prefer watching sports with no fans in attendance than waiting for a full return of fans to stadiums and arenas. Real Madrid star James Rodriguez is rumored to be signed with Inter-Miami CF. The MLS season remains suspended. And now, let's take a little step into the day spa. <sighs> While cleaning out his mother's basement, a New York City man found a dead body in a taped up freezer. 
Nice to see, despite the coronavirus pandemic, life goes on as usual in New York City. A barrel filled with 90 pounds of marijuana has washed up on the shore of a Marathon, Florida beach. Ah, good to know. Despite the coronavirus pandemic, life goes on as usual in Florida. An aquarium in Japan is asking people to FaceTime some of their eels because they want the animals to remember what people look like. Okay. Some Manila residents have taken to the streets dressed as Star Wars characters to remind people to stay home and safe during the coronavirus pandemic. May the 4th be with you. The 40th annual Key West Hemingway Lookalike Contest has been canceled. Okay, this coronavirus thing has gone too far. Too far. Football coach Dick Curl turns 80 today. Happy birthday to Dick Curl. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast clear with temperatures in the 70s. Joe Rose Show. They're going to have a lot of Don Shula coverage for you. I guarantee tomorrow morning it is must listen to radio. This morning, though, they weren't talking Shula because Shula had not passed away yet. And he is going to be remembered. I guarantee the rest of this week, Joe Rose played for Coach Shula. Oh, my goodness. He is going to have some stories. He's going to have some great guests on. This morning, though, he did have the used defensive coordinator, Blake Baker, on. They talked recruiting, personnel, and the almighty secondary. We are also going to do some unprecedented interviewing right now with Blake Baker, the defensive coordinator of the Miami Hurricanes. Blake, I'm assuming, is at his house. Joe Rose is out in the backyard at his house on a phone, and I have the only one with a real microphone in front of me, so this should be interesting as we go. Coach Baker, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Coach, we're uh, we're hanging in there like uh, everybody else, but hey, we need a little UM fix. Man, I was with some UM fans last night, and they're asking questions. I said, well, listen, man, you got to listen tomorrow. Have Coach Baker on talking about his defense. I want to start before we get into your personnel. How about recruiting, staying home without making visits to see players or go to spring practices, and and not and they can't come to your campus? What has that been like for the first time doing something like this? Well, obviously, it's been you know it's been really really unique. I think um, you know in a lot of ways it it, it probably hurts a lot of a lot of kids that were you know we consider spring evaluations and being able to to uh put an eye on them you know recruiting has sped up over the years and and every year it seems like it gets faster and faster so spring evaluations going to a senior year you know kids still develop at the same age so you know just the ability to be able to talk to a high school coach be able to watch them in spring practice and get them to cam- uh, campus to come to a camp and, and put eyes on them who knows if that's still going to happen so those spring guys I think it it really takes a toll but I I think as a staff we've done an excellent job you know with zoom um every every day from one to sometimes eight nine at night it's it's on zoom calls with recruits or with uh, with high school coaches and and trying to get them to uh to know us and us to get to know them from that standpoint and our recruiting staff's done a phenomenal job uh being able to put together videos of campus or or videos of our our facilities and you know being able to to get different coaches or different support staff on these zoom calls with parents and in a lot of cases we've probably done a better job just because we have 
more time on our hands than normal building those type of relationships with the parent and with the kids than normal. Now, obviously, like I just talked about, it takes away from the evaluation process when you're not able to get on campus or get them to campus to get an evaluation. But from a relationship building standpoint, I think it's it's been as good as ever. Well, the, the, can we get to the sexy name everybody's talking about? I, I know you hear it all the time, Greg Russo. Coming off that great year, boy, I'll tell you, along with Roche and now Phillip comes in, I guess you had a few practices with him. I guess the big question is, how good potentially are all three of those guys, and, and how do you work it out where everybody gets enough playing time along with all those young, talented guys that you have that are knocking on the door for playing time? How do you work that out? Well, you know, I think a lot of a lot of that's going to have to do with them and and how good a shape they come in uh, to camp with whenever that time comes. You know, we've talked a lot about as staff, and and those decisions are going to have to be sped up just because of the lack of preparation we're probably going to have going into this year. So depth chart um, decisions are probably going to be made a little bit sooner than they have in the past. But you know, those three guys you mentioned at the top of the question, you know, potentially have as as much talent uh, as anybody in the country. You know, and and Greg's such a humble and, and hardworking kid, as good of a year as he's had last year. You know, there's so much he can get better at and some things that I know that we've shown him on film where he really needs to, you know, get better. And, and he takes hard coaching. He's a guy that, you know, is a perfect role model for our young guys. Statistically and all, obviously um, throughout the media, he's getting so much attention, but he's still the, the same humble, hardworking kid that he was the first day he walked onto campus. And then you put in the mix with a Quincy Roche, who's got got an elite ability to to turn the corner and really flatten out his pass rush and then getting Jalen Phillips in there you know we only got four practices in uh and he hadn't played football for for coming on nearly I guess it's been two years but man he's just a natural he is create a player on your video game that's how you create a defensive <laughs> end <laughs> you know from wow. a standpoint so he still has a long way to go like I said just not being around or, or excuse me not playing the game for a couple of years he's still knocking some of the rust off but potential is a dangerous word, but those three guys have potential to be the best in the country. We're talking to Blake Baker, defensive coordinator for the University of Miami football team. Blake, a couple of linebackers, uh, one got drafted, one was undrafted from your team uh, from last season's uh, defensive team. You're coming back. I know Zach McLeod's coming back, but those two guys were big-time leaders uh, on this team, vocal leaders for this team. Would you see any guys basically before uh, obviously this entire quarantine uh, started step up and try to be vocal guys? Have you talked to guys about being vocal leaders on that defense because Quarterman and uh, and uh, Pinckney were kind of those guys before that. Have, have you spoke to guys about that? Have you seen that happening so far? Yeah, I think Zach McLeod uh, is a guy that I've spoken to a bunch about it, and, and really he's he was a leader even though he decided to redshirt last year before you know going into the season and the games that he played. He's a very naturally vocal guy anyway. He's done a good job, but but uh, you know Greg Russo, who we mentioned, Quincy's still still new to the team and hasn't been as vocal but a guy you know like Jade and uh, Amari Carter has done a nice job you know stepping up from a vocal standpoint so I think uh, you know it's going to be it's going to be up to more than two guys to replace uh, Pickney and, and Shaq when you're talking about two four-year starters but I think we have some good pieces of, of the puzzle to work with and uh, I think from a leadership standpoint I was really impressed you know obviously until all this this quarantine um, you know mess got started but I think we have a lot of pieces of the puzzle in place. We just need to continue to grow it. Coach, before we talk about that great pass rush that everybody's talking about, it starts with stopping the run, obviously, and putting people in second and long and third and long situations. 
how good you get Ford and Silvera back, uh, a healthy Silvera back. How good can those two guys be, not to mention some of their backups? It's always been around here since the team has struggled through the years. And a lot of that's been lack of defensive tackles to really stop the run. How do you feel about this group? I feel really, really good. Obviously, we return, uh, you know, everyone outside of uh, Chicoze, who's banged up last year, and Pat Bethel. So we have a really good core group. You know, you mentioned Jay. You mentioned John Ford. Those guys are, are extremely talented. And then you have people, you know, right on their heels when you talk about Jordan Miller. I mean, you talk about a, a true run stuffer. When he when he puts it all together, he's nearly unblockable. And, uh, you know, the young guys, we talk about uh, Holly and, and uh, Harrison Hunt and Blissett. I mean, there is a lot of talent inside. And, and I think it, it's just going to be a matter of experience putting it all together. But especially, you know, like you talked about at the top with the John Fords and the, and the Nestas, I think uh, those two have, have a chance to be really, really good and improve our play from last year to this year. I expect to see a, a major contribution and a major improvement out of those two guys. Hey, I just get your take. I know we've talked to Manny Diz about this when getting up for every game and coming out like every game is just not being flat and being ready to go and on both sides of the football. How do you take care of that and teach a team that where they don't get caught looking at the uniform they're playing against or the talent they're playing against and, and put it all together so you don't have upsets or games coming down to a field goal? How do you, you get over that? I think, uh, you know, that's, that's a big part of our job as coaches. For sure, one thing I learned here in, in my first year at Miami is everybody wants to beat Miami. And it doesn't matter what you see on film. It doesn't matter how they looked the previous four weeks on film. You're going, generally speaking, you're going to see a different team on Saturday because the U is still the U. So that's something that, that I learned for sure last year. Didn't necessarily know that going into the season. I mean, there's teams that, that beat us last year that rushed the field like they, they just won the Super Bowl. And that's, you know, that's obviously a, um, a blessing and a curse. So the, the, the thing that we have to do as coaches is make sure that we, we let our kids know that, you know, that, that what you see on tape is not necessarily the team you're going to see on Saturday. Every team's going to be up to, to play you guys, and, and you have to have the same mentality. We have to have, play nameless, faceless opponents, and it's all about us. And I think, once again, that starts with, with coaching, and that also starts with player-led team. You know, a player-led team where the veterans that have been around, you know, are speaking that same thing into the young kids' minds because, you know, I say it all the time, as coaches, we, we talk so much, they get sick of hearing it, or, you know, maybe that's just coach talk. But when they hear it from their people, they know it's real and so I think uh, you know part of it's coaching and part of it's getting a, a player-led program and, and, and veteran leadership speaking on that uh, as well how's your depth in the, in the secondary I know that's what we've been in the last couple of years there has been questions about that uh, guys there whether it's safety DB it doesn't matter where but how is your depth right now in your eyes in the secondary I think, you know, only being here now going on my second year, it's going to be much deeper from top to bottom than it was last year. Uh, when you look at look at the cornerback position, bringing in two very talented guys, uh, both Christian Williams and Corey Couch are now a year older. Uh, you have Al Blades and, and DJ Ivy who have a full year of, of playing under their belt. You know, when I got here first game last year, neither one of those guys had played a ton of football. I think from a cornerback position, we're, we're going to be much deeper. I think all, all 
every single guy we have will be able to contribute. At safety, you know, you talk about Amari Carter, Gervin Hall, Bubba Bolden coming back, you know, last year, you know, had to, had to sit out, then he got banged up and missed the second half of the season, so just having him back, and then you talk about the, the freshman class that we signed and the amount of talent that's not even here on campus, and, and that's not count, counting uh, Keontre Smith, who was having a heck of a four days of spring ball, and, and a Gilbert Frierson that kind of got his feet wet last year, so from an overall depth standpoint, it's going to be a very deep, deep secondary. And I'm excited to watch those guys compete, man, because, you know, the one thing about this defense is probably a lot different than when I came in last year is there's really there's really not many guys that have established themselves and have earned a, a quote-unquote starting position from the jump. So it's going to be competition at all levels, man, and, and that's what makes teams great. Depth makes teams great, which I think we're going to have much better depth across the board this year on defense, and I'm just excited to watch those guys compete, you know, once we do get to tee it up. Coach, I know you only got four practices in the spring, but what was it like going against that spread offense and, and seeing a, a new look for, for your guys and what you saw from from the new offense <laughs> dizzying <laughs> that thing is fast man they are rolling it, it's been it, it was phenomenal you know because we talked about from a defensive perspective you know you have to know your stuff to be able to succeed going against such a fast offense you don't have time to ask your buddy what do i have on this call and from a conditioning standpoint you find out a lot about your guys from a conditioning standpoint and from a mental standpoint at the pace that they go so i love it i think uh good change for us I think that um, overall, the really, really like the staff that Coach Diaz assembled. I, I'm excited to. I, I wish we. I wish we had more than four days in because I really. It's amazing how much improvement they showed over four days in my eyes. Not that I'm any anybody to speak on uh, offensive football, but they're fun to watch. I can say that much. Hey, Coach, I always wonder when the big guys always are, are waving. Uh, get me off, and you go, no time. They're getting ready to snap it again. <laughs> get your ass back down in that stance. That, that's the biggest, big adjustment, right? you you got to put in a, a formation that you feel comfortable for every situation when, they, when, when they're on the ball so quickly. Absolutely, and there's especially early on, those first couple of days, and we didn't even have pads on. There's a lot of guys <laughs> looking at the sideline side with those puppy dog eyes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they got the hang of it, and, and like I said, it was making everybody better. It was making everybody better, and especially defensively from a conditioning standpoint and from a mental standpoint. I was I was really encouraged with, with what direction we were headed with on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, can't wait to get back on the grass on Greenfield and, and start it all over again. Coach, what has quarantine 2020 been like for the Baker family? The first the first week or so was rough. You know, I have a, a five-year-old, a, a two-year-old, and an eight-month-old. So, yeah, just not – just being, you know, just the unknown of, of what we were doing from a day-to-day standpoint. And my wife actually kind of put a schedule together for us and then – Coach Diaz did a great job putting a schedule together for for us coaches. And once we got a little organization in our life, it's been uh, it's been good. I generally, you know, I try to get up early in the morning, give myself at least a, a, an hour of, of peace by working out, and maybe thirty minutes of just sitting there before pure chaos ensues. But uh, you know, I, you know, it's funny. We walk we walk around the neighborhood every morning, and uh, so many so many people stop us and and have encouraging words to say. And the other day we ran into a guy and he said it best he goes man i gotta tell you y'all are in the thick of things right now and i said yeah yeah we are so it's been fun my wife you know actually it's our anniversary today so be a fun quarantined anniversary and 
fun day of uh, dealing with those three rugrats, but she does a phenomenal job. It's You always uh, kind of know what goes on, uh, or at least you think you kind of know what goes on when you're at work all day, but once you're here, you really have no idea what, what those uh, wives go through, and you give a lot of credit to her to holding us through these tough times but um you know we're blessed it could be it could be a lot worse and obviously being able to be around these kids i mean these are these are days that you know you'll never get back as a coach and you know so it's been a lot of fun too coach if you want well, i'll have joe yeah. come over in a hazmat suit so uh, to watch the kids if you want to you know, take a watch <laughs> yeah. on the, walk yeah. on the beach tonight <laughs> Thanks, uh, you know that that's one of the things we do here at your flagship station. If you need that, I got a hazmat suit for Joe. He'll watch the kids. You can get a good hour on the house. You can walk around the neighborhood right. without the kids. Right. Yeah, I'm in, Joe. I'll see you tonight, man. Thanks for the address. I'll see you tonight. Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe will be down in just a little while and take care of the kids and give you a break for your anniversary. Yeah, I, I got no problem that. with a 20 and 22-year-old beating the crap out of me here, man. About everything right. I say is stupid. Yeah, that's to look forward to. Coach, thank Thank you, man. This has been great having you. We really appreciate it, man. We just needed a little fix, and uh, and you gave it to us just because we're going to get the season. And I, I I would bet paychecks for playing college football this year. So whenever it starts up, it, it's going to be fun. I know people are really looking forward to it. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Can't wait to see y'all on the grass, man. I appreciate everything y'all do. I'm telling you, tomorrow morning's Joe Rose show is going to be legendary. Going to be remembering his coach. He's going to have some great guests on. That's tomorrow, 6 to 10, the Joe Rose Show. Next, we're going to hear from Dan Lebetard. Of course, they will remember the great Don Shula, plus this. I just wanted to remind people that what is getting lost in the Jordan Bowl celebration is that Larry Bird was pretty good. The Birdman. That's just five minutes away on the Best of the Joe Show. So nice. Welcome to Miami. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you know it's Miami Monday when you're hearing sweet Miami music. This is from Mr. Miami Sports Music, the Honorable Solo D, his new joint, only in Dade. La vecina con su gallo, qué locura. En el verano, el verano, y en invierno, el verano. Dime qué ciudad no tiene así bacano. Cocaine capital, so guess what we've been At Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Hashtag Miami Monday. Let me know what makes you so Miami. If I like it, I may read it out on the air. I know I'm liking this solo D. Only in Dade. Yes, indeed. Making Monday a little bit better with that music right there. Always a good Monday with Dan Lebetard show. They take a look at Don Shula, the man, the myth, the legend, and also Stugat's weekend observations. Someone who is on the Mount Rushmore in South Florida uh, in terms of sports names, Don Shula, has passed away at the age of 90 years old. He had been weakened and wheelchair-bound for the last five years or so, uh, but was still a pillar of uh, grace and integrity. Uh, what a brutal time, not that there's ever a good time to die, Stugatz, but what a brutal time specifically to die where you don't get those last moments in person with your family. or It's made very difficult by the circumstances. And for those of you tuning in now who don't know what 
Don Shula meant to South Florida. Uh, he was the first credible giant sports thing that we had that was national. You can make the argument that the Dolphins have never been as relevant as they were under Don Shula, that the Dolphins have spent the last 25 years desecrating what he built in South Florida with uh, a perfect season, with uh, two Super Bowl championships, with Belichick still needs wins to catch him on the mm. career uh, wins list. He's got an expressway named after him in South Florida, but he's from a bygone time where a coach could be this authoritarian figure and also become role model and picture of strength. He was a spiritual man. He was a hard man. He was a leader of the highest order. And Stugatz, when we're talking about top five personalities in sports in the history of South Florida, you're talking about Don Shula. You're talking about Pat Riley. You're talking about Dwayne Wade. You're talking about Dan Marino. And that's basically the list. Like, you, you have a hard time getting to five in terms of somebody who says Miami in sports more than those four guys. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, perhaps, maybe. I yeah, mean, Wayne Huizinga, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, Don Shula, it's very important that you counter my uh, Don Shula eulogy by uh, getting in there. You're right. <laughs> no, but it's totally good. unnecessary. No, it's my fault. It's my mm. fault. I did it because I, I led you there. I said there was. <laughs> I said there were only four, and you had to get in there. With nah, there's a fit. There's kind of a fit here, and you're, you're probably right. <laughs> but completely unnecessary in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it just all what it does is it sort of knocks me sideways. It I does. had the somber tone work. Working the, yeah. the, well, you're talking about some serious thing here, and then I get distracted by your need to get in here and complete a top five list. I was going to question your Mount Rushmore of South Florida sports, and then I realized too soon. I mean, this is fresh. This just happened. I mean, I, 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 we'll save it for another day. Yes, thank you, Stu Gotts. I appreciate it. So, Greg Cody of the Miami Herald, uh, birthed a son, Chris Cody of the Miami Herald, or not of the Miami Herald, of this show, and Chris Cody is some Someone who Stugatz very often has no respect for the past. Anything that happened uh, when he was 15 years uh, old or younger is something here to be disrespected. Just last week on the program, Billy and Chris said, who is Dan Marino? That's a thing. (laughs) Who the hell is Dan Marino is a thing that they said uh, last week. Chris, do you have what kind? Do you have any memories as a lifelong Dolphin fan, as somebody who grew up in the home of a writer who really respects? to Don Shula as one of these icons. Are you too young to have anything in the way of memories regarding him? I have memories of him. I remember going to the the practice facility with my dad and getting to meet him and just having, he had this aura around him. Everyone was looking at him. Uh, I I think that he's, you know, I'm not going, if if what you're trying to get me to do is say who who is Don Shula, no. I I, I respect Don Shula and I I, I don't remember watching him coach a lot, but I definitely, like, think of him as an all-time great, obviously. Wait, but not Dan Marino. Not Dan Marino. Like, okay, (laughs) that is what I was trying to do. I was trying to get you to say exactly that about Don Shula. Who the hell is Don Shula ten minutes removed uh, from one of his children telling the Miami Herald that uh, their father has passed away so i threw you off with your eulogy and your tone and the cadence and you decided to pivot and throw it to chris cody and let him finish with the eulogy well, i don't <laughs> Stugatz, i'm having a hard time here okay in that i don't trust anyone's microphone to work it's a very right. difficult way to do a eulogy <laughs> for somebody it is there are some things working against me at the moment 
It is time for Stugatz to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu. Dan, one-year deal, $7 million, America's team, and Dan, just like that, Andy Dalton is back. The Red Rifle. Is it just me? Or are the birds flying lower and lower? Put it on the poll, Guillermo. That Levitard show. Are the birds flying lower and lower? It's scary. I mean, death, taxes, and a beautiful head of red hair on the Cowboys sideline. CBSSports.com. Third headline. Sunday night. Haskin shows off mural of himself with Brady. Hashtag COVID-19. I realized Larry was useless. And that doesn't work because I skipped an ob- uh, observation, Dan. What happened? What is that? I, well, okay, I said, is me it just, just me? There. Christ I will. I will. I said, is it just me or are the birds flying lower and lower? We all laughed. And I was supposed to say after speaking of birds, Larry. Now, I don't know if I said that or not. So, so <laughs> you just gave us speaking of birds, Larry, and that was the whole thought. Yeah, and then a couple of uh, moments later, I was going to say, and I was just uh, you know about to say, it, I realized Larry was useless. Will you start over, please? Not the and, whole thing. Just pick it up from wherever it is you were competent last. All right, let's start again. Dan. No, not up there. Not up one there. year deal. Not up there. Okay, is it just me or other birds? Flying lower and lower. Speaking of birds, Larry, death, taxes, <laughs> and a beautiful head of red hair on the Cowboys sideline. No, you already did this. CBSSports.com. Come on, Third Stugatz. headline. I have to Stugatz, get back to the Larry line. Stugatz. I realize Larry was useless and not really an observation. I just wanted to remind people. That what is getting lost in the Jordan Bulls celebration is that Larry Bird was pretty good. The Birdman. Dan, you know what one might say about Bird? I mean, do I have to play along? That he's getting lost in the shuffle, Dan. Okay, lost in the shuffle. Great. Store this away in the something to ponder file. I'm good with Isaiah Thomas making the dream team. Who are you taking off? And your answer can't be Leitner. Don't answer. Don't even think about it. Just stash it away in the something to ponder file. Patrick Mahomes, listen to me. And listen very closely. Not another snap until they make you the highest paid player in football. You hear me? Not a snap. You know what the D in Dak stands for, Dan? Not Dallas. Aaron Rodgers, Cowboys, collision course. Third headline, Sunday afternoon, ESPN.com. Pole vaulting event held in competitor's backyard. (laughs) Hashtag COVID-19. The Chiefs sign Michigan quarterback Shea Patterson. As good as Andy Reid is, it will take him years to undo The four years of coaching he received from Jim Harbaugh. Headline, the Chiefs 
Hope to be the first repeat Super Bowl champions in 15 years. That's only news if somehow the Chiefs didn't wish that. NBA GMs are worried about the health of older coaches and staff members if the season resumes. Listen, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure we should be worried about everyone's health if the season resumes. Bears GM Ryan Pace went from Mitchell Trubisky's our guy to signing Nick Foles to declining the fifth-year option on Mitchell Trubisky's deal. If you're looking for the Stugats of NFL GMs, look no further. We found them. CBSSports.com. Sunday afternoon. Third headline. Red Sox open the uniform changes. Hashtag COVID-19. By the way, Boston fans want the Red Sox uniforms to be whiter. Asante Samuel said Tom Brady probably just got fed up. And that is why he left New England. Fed up with what? Winning Super Bowls? I'm asking this seriously. Does anyone care what Des Bryant thinks about anything. J.J. Watt said of The Last Dance, 10 episodes isn't going to be enough. Hey, Captain America, you know what else isn't enough? The 5.3 sacks per season you've averaged over the last four. Or the 9.6 sacks per season you've averaged for your career. Or... The eight games per season you've played in over the last four. A lot of people heaping praise on me for being way ahead of the Elon Musk curve. And while I appreciate it, ask yourselves this. Why didn't you see it? Unsuccessfully applied for a job at Netscape. Was ousted from his own company as CEO of Zip2. Ousted from PayPal while on his honeymoon. First rocket launch. Explosion. Second rocket launch. Explosion. Third rocket launch. Third explosion. This time with NASA satellites on board. 2008, he had SpaceX and Tesla on the brink of bankruptcy. 2013... Another rocket, you guessed it, another explosion. 2014, the Tesla Model S had several problems with spontaneous battery combustion. 2015, you guessed it, a fifth rocket explosion. 2016, the Model X deliveries were delayed more than 18 months. 2016, yes, a record, sixth rocket explosion. (laughs) Elon Musk once said, if you're not failing, you are not succeeding. Well, congratulations, my friend. That makes you the biggest success in the history of the world. Gus Malzahn said the moment won't be too big for Jared Stidham. I love that. Also... What the hell does that mean? Speaking of hell, Art Bryles. Dan, those 
on the weekend. Observations. You know it's a Monday when you hear Stugat's Weekend Observations. You also know it's a Monday when you hear some Miami music. So next, going to play some more Miami music, plus Hawk and Crowder with this. But yeah, he was he, he was going to let you have it now. If you played for Shula for a couple years, you, you, you might have got cussed out once or twice. Five minutes away on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday. Oh, yeah, this guy right here. He's got the sound in this song. The Honorable Solo D sing about that turnover chain. Cannot wait for the U to get back on the field. Enter Miami to take the pitch. The Heat running through the NBA playoffs. The Marlins winning games. The Panthers playing good on the ice. And then, of course, the Dolphins. And you cannot even think about the Miami Dolphins without thinking about the late, great Don Shula passing away earlier today. Hawk and Crowder paid homage earlier. All right, obviously, very sad day for Dolphins fans, NFL fans. Um, We on this show, we prefer to celebrate life rather than mourn death. It's just the approach Crowder and I have, and Don Shula did it all, man. And we are going to (laughs) be regaled, I am sure, over the next week or so with just great Don Shula stories from everyone that he's coached for briefly or coached for for their entire careers or people that he didn't coach, but he was still around the Dolphins organization a lot. I I would imagine, Crowder, you uh, when you were playing with the Dolphins, he was there frequently or no? Um, He wasn't at the facility frequently but all the charity stuff any yeah. any philanth- you know philanthropic event dolphins did he came him and his wife were always there he would re- he remembered my dad first time i ever talked to him he was like you randy's son like the <laughs> man like he, he his memory was amazing he wanted to talk football but just a great human a great family just man yeah when i saw that this morning you know just i i sat there and sat down my my son actually said dad are you okay i said yeah man you know just a legendary coach died a guy i, I knew you know, personally. So, yeah, uh, Don Shula, football-wise, we know. Undefeated season, you know, most wins in NFL history. We know that. But also off the field, Hawk, the, the, dude, was, the dude was an amazing person. Yeah, great businessman, yeah. Uh, father. We did a, an event at Shula Stake 2. Where was that? Miami Lake? Yeah, Miami Lakes. It was a couple years ago. Uh, first time that I'd ever really met him up close. He sat down. Zach was doing the show with us at that time. He sat down with the three of us and did an interview with us, took pictures with us. It was a. Uh, it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, I, I really just got to sit and spend a few minutes with Don Shula. And I know today everybody is tweeting out and Instagramming out. I mean, this guy has been a South Florida icon for so long that everyone at some point has a... Uh, a picture, a memory, a story that goes with Don Shula. And by the way, uh, Barry Jackson from the Miami Herald, there's going to be plenty of programming on television, the NFL Network specifically, in honor of Don Shula. Barry Jackson tweeted out, NFL Network honors Don Shula with this programming today. There will be a lot of programming, and like I said, a lot of stories, a lot of memories to be shared. One of those days, you know, uh, obviously, uh, we celebrate his life because he is the only coach to have coached a perfect season that's it the list is one and just some stuff because i was watching this morning too you know like you're saying it's wall to wall any any anything sports is don shula right now yeah people you know talk about brady and peyton manning calling their own plays 
he let Bob Greasy call his own plays. And this was 40 years ago now. Yeah. You talk about transitioning, um, uh, you know, coaching philosophies. He would run the ball 150 times a game with Greasy, and then they drafted Marino, and he changed his entire offense because he saw what Marino can do. Like, what they say, history repeats itself? Like, this guy changed the game before. You're talking about younger kids now not knowing what Don did for the game. He was doing what the McVeighs do now, the Belichick right. do now. This was in the past. This was in the 70s. He was doing all the stuff we're, we're praising coaches for now. This is uh, pretty – staggering i was reading in yahoo sports when uh when don shula when word of his death came out uh they wrote don shula coached 33 seasons in the nfl he had two losing teams that's just one <laughs> remarkable feat from shula whose 347 wins are a record for an nfl coach shula the coach of the only perfect team in NFL history, died today at the age of 90. And what they write on Yahoo Sports, picking one Shula accomplishment over another is hard, but it's probably safe to start with the 1972 Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins finished that season with a perfect record, the only undefeated and untied NFL champion in the league's history. It took 35 more years before the second undefeated regular season into the Super Bowl era when the Patriots did it in 07, but of course we know that that did not end with a Super Bowl victory. Shula was a consistent winner. So what they write on Yahoo Sports, if there's one criticism of Shula, it's that he fell short more often than not in the Super Bowl. Shula's Baltimore Colts lost to the New York Jets in a monumental Super Bowl three upset. That's the one they're showing on uh, NFL Network tonight. Shula's Dolphins made it back to the Super Bowl at the end of the 1982 and 84 seasons, but lost both times. Super Bowls seven and eight were Shula's only championships. But Shula's consistent winning defined him. He won 16 division titles and finished 172 games over 500 in regular season play. Let that sink in for a second. 16 <laughs> division titles and finished his career 172 games over 500. He holds another NFL record with 19 playoff appearances as a head coach. His only losing seasons were a 6-8 and eight mark in 1976 and a 6 and 10 mark in 1988. That is an unbelievable stretch of consistency. And uh, yeah. for those that don't know, after the uh, blowout playoff loss to Buffalo, Shula was told to make sweeping changes. This was 1995. They uh, they told him to make sweeping changes to his coaching staff. He refused, and that ended a legendary coaching career. Um, just a remarkable number of wins, playoff appearances, uh, two losing seasons. I mean, it's it's staggering. Yeah, and then when, you know, old beloved George Wilson, who Shula took over for, they won 15 games in four years. Don won 10 his first season. He, he, he made the franchise something when they weren't anything. Coming out of the AFL, going into the NFL. Like, Don, without Don Shula, the Dolphins aren't what they are now. People, right. aren't, people aren't talking about Marino like they are now. Like, just understand, you know, especially, like, you, you brought it up, uh, Wellhawk, the younger Dolphin fans, I don't know if they appreciate the greatness of what Don Shula did for this organization. I mean, staggering. You know, I saw someone tweet today. Oh, who was it? But it was, um, you know, w with the passing of Don Shula, that is the the first etching on the South Florida sports Mount Rushmore. 
and it always is. You know, we, we would sometimes have to uh, say, are we talking about players or are we including coaches and owners and all that stuff? And when you include coaches and whatnot, that is the first name that gets mentioned by anybody. So we uh, obviously mourn the loss of Coach Shula. There are a couple statements from people of note. Stephen Ross from the Miami Dolphins. He uh, he tweets out, and uh, if there were a Mount, oh there you go, if there were a Mount Rushmore for the NFL, Don Shula certainly would be chiseled into the granite. He won more games than any coach in the NFL, and his 1972 perfect season team stands alone in the 100-year history of the league. His contributions to his sport, to the Miami Dolphins franchise, and to the South Florida community will have a lasting impact. We were so fortunate to have him associated with the Miami Dolphins for 50 years, and he was a source of inspiration to me every time I was around him. There will never be anyone like him, and I want to extend my condolences to his wife, Marianne, and the entire Shula family. That was from uh, the owner, Stephen Ross. This is from head coach Brian Flores. Don Shula is a legend who had an incredible impact on the game of football. He was an innovator who competed for championships over several eras of professional football. My conversations with him about team building revolved around toughness, intelligence, and discipline. Coach Shula's teams were all of those things and more. He could not have been more supportive when I became head coach of the Miami Dolphins. In my opinion, the most impressive thing about Coach Shula was the impact he had on his players. My conversations with players like Larry Zonka, Dwight Stevenson, Bob Baumhauer, Nat Moore, and Dan Marino all centered around the lessons they learned from Coach Shula. His impact went far beyond games won and championships. My thoughts and prayers go out to his family. So that's from Brian Flores, head coach. And there are so many statements, Hall of Fame, the league, the commissioner. I talk, I remember uh, speaking to Larry Little about him at a golf tournament. I want to say it might have been Twan Russell's golf tournament. And he said the same thing my father said, too. They always start with, Coach Shula ain't going to take no bleep. But he was a great <laughs> coach. Like, like you said, toughness. You brought up Flores talking about toughness where Don wasn't no pushover now. No. All the, all the players knew, knew that your, your best interest was at his heart. He just wanted you to get there. He wanted to maximize your your potential, maximize the team's potential. But yeah, he was he, he was gonna let you have it. Now, if you played for Shula for a couple years, you 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 might have got cussed out once or twice. Forget Bill Belichick, Don Shula, the greatest of all time, numbers wise, personality wise, businessman wise, just the greatest. Speaking of the greatest, Michael Jordan, the greatest to ever play basketball. Mondays are once again days to wrap up the whole Last Dance episodes that we saw. Here's Michael Jordan saying he don't have a gambling problem. I never bet on games. I only bet on myself. You know, that was golf. Uh, do I like to play blackjack? Yeah, I like playing blackjack. There's no laws with that. And the league did call me in. They asked questions about it, you know, and I told them exactly what was happening. Michael was betting on his golf game. Larger numbers than you or I might bet if we played golf together. But we, you know, given Michael's earnings and the like, we just never, it never reached epic crisis levels in my view. That'll do it. Download the podcast and tomorrow back here at 6 o'clock for the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.